Morning everybody, how you doing today? Crazy, crazy episode today. Um, I wanna talk to you about cannabis, large-scale security systems, and unintended consequences. If you've been listening to me for more than 30 seconds over the, the last few months on Mornings with Mark, you've obviously figured out that I am Canadian. Whether I have apologized profusely for something, or uh, said a boot, or roof, or room, or made some mention to the Great White North, um, you know that I'm Canadian. And as of today, in Canada, cannabis is federally legal. A couple quick things about that. I don't wanna dive into the politics of it, whatever your opinion on it. This is now a legal substance within the country of Canada. What I want to talk about is the complexity of large-scale security systems um, and how one decision has trickle-down effects. So um, now that it's legal federally, um, the provinces all have different uh, provinces and territories all have different rules on how you can buy it. Uh, but the vast majority of them allow online purchasing, um, and the online purchasing is delivered through our post office through Canada Post. Uh, it turns out we've been able to buy booze through Canada Post for quite a while, but nobody really does it because it's easier just to walk to the store. So this is really the first time at scale Canada Post will be handling a um, restricted substance, right? Um, totally legal, but it's not like uh, anybody can just walk up. You need to be of age. Um, the age is vast. Majority of the time uh, across provinces, the age is 19. Um, and there are limits on how much you can buy. So there's still some controls around the substance. That's in stark contrast to the rest of the planet for the vast majority of the rest of the planet this is a flat out illegal substance especially for our neighbors to the south where it's a controlled schedule one substance just like mdma or heroin so obviously there's some significant international issues and we're going to tackle that in a second so what i wanted to, to do and what kind of got my wheels um you know turning as a security professional as i was looking at this issue overall was that now you have um so you need to be of age and they need to verify that they do that online um the uh, online sales are all based through, uh, at least in ontario through shopify which is a homegrown canadian uh, technology startup success and they're used to e-commerce at scale so there's no real issues around that you attest that you are 19 years of age um, and that it's for your use you're not going to give it to kids blah 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 and then you pay and they ship it to you canada post handles that shipment and they're going to be iding at the door. So that's the first thing um, that puts out of the normal what a system was designed for. Um, the last mile delivery was never designed to verify age for a legal purchase. Um, they were verifying like, okay, Mark, you live at this address. You can have this package. Or your partner lives at this address and they can have this package. So there's a difference there, right? So now you're asking one little thing and that doesn't really stress the system too much. But what if you miss that delivery? Now those packages, like any package that you miss, is going to the local post office depot. And they're gonna verify your ID when you get there. Okay, not, not really a problem. Except for the fact that you think that a lot of these post office depots are in um, drugstores. In rural areas, they're in like the general store. Um, so now you've got a, uh, a location that has the potential to be having a lot of packages of a substance that of quite a lot of interest to a criminal element, um, especially internationally, because while it's legal here, um, it's not to the south, right? Um, or And it has good value on, on, on the underground markets. So there's a risk there. There's a physical security risk in that you're piling up, potentially piling up packages um, that contain this substance um, that's highly attractive, right? You would have the similar issue if you had uh, a depot that, you know, stocked iPads and, and iPhones. So we see that at the Apple stores, um, even though they keep their stock levels low to avoid exactly that. Um, so that's, that's the first thing. Um, but then it's started to bubble, you know, this, this one decision of legalizing federally starts to bubble up to a lot of other security questions. Not problems necessarily, but questions. So can I check it into my bag if I'm flying? Well, if I'm flying within Canada, that should be legal, just like booze. Uh, but if I'm flying internationally, 
as soon as I cross the border, now I'm an international drug smuggler, and that's illegal, highly illegal, um, and carries significant, serious penalties. Same with crossing the border. And they're going to be asking questions about um, previous convictions. They're going to be asking questions about consumption and about investment you know, in the industry. And the, the industry that's entirely legal in your home country. But again, remember, when you come to a border, you're actually asking permission to enter a country. There's no requirement that they let you in. Um, so they could say no based on your activities because it doesn't line up with laws in their country. So it's interesting that this one decision, regardless of what you think of it, has had these snowball effects. And we see this all the time. And the reason why I want to talk about it on this show was that not just for the privacy aspect, which has been handled really, really well online. There's a lot of great warnings, um, or not warnings, but um, information um, as you're purchasing about what is um, happening with your personal information. It's kept for the minimal amount of time just to complete the transaction, that kind of thing, to alleviate any concerns. Um, but what's interesting is we see this all the time in IT where somebody makes a decision that has these trickle-down effects that starts to stress additional security controls that you never thought of. So, um, you know, I deal with this one all the time uh, when people go, okay, we're going to start rolling this out into the cloud and we're going to deploy a system into the cloud. Great. Fantastic. That's really where everybody should be going. Uh, but then the challenge is they go, well, you know, Mark and Fred have the keys to the cloud account. Um, what happens with their laptop? Now they're walking around with a laptop that have, potentially has access to all of this backend information into the uh, production information that was only ever previously stored on site. Well, is it bad? What are the consequences? How do we handle that? Um, and then further that and go, well, wait a minute. What about if they're accessing that backend from their phone? Um, how do we lock that down? And it's sort of this ripple down effect. And it highlights, um, you know, A, it's a very timely example with obviously with the legalization, but it's a very timely example of a major challenge in security that we don't really do well at, which is analyzing sort of this graph of risk. So you have all these nodes on the points that we're pretty good about looking at the security, but then you have edges between these nodes trying to figure out that, okay, if I make a decision here, what's the impact downstream over here? It goes bing, 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 bing. What is that cumulative? What is that overall comprehensive um, risk? How does that one decision trickle down? How does that one decision impact and adjust? Um, and the real world impact of that is that we've seen this year, um, especially, and um, we saw it with Facebook most recently with the um, 30 million users who had their tokens breached, was that people are using multiple small vulnerabilities in different systems to escalate. Um, we saw that at several uh, competitions over the last couple of years for researchers that are they're chaining small bugs that you wouldn't necessarily treat um, as important um, to create a larger vulnerability. And again, it's this node and edge um, issue. So what I wanted to do today was really just highlight that as a security challenge. Um, obviously, it's very timely um, because there's tons of questions. Um, and that's what's really, really interesting is that I would love to see the risk calculations behind the scenes at a federal level, at a law enforcement level within Canada based on this massive, massive experiment of saying we're going to legalize um, this substance. What was the risk factor? What was the risk calculus that said, okay, based on the fact that you're now legally allowed to have this and consume this, what about everything else that's been set up previously to stop that exact action? How does that impact? Because it wasn't like you implemented a rule just to prevent people from consuming this one substance. It was a class of substances or a group of substances. So there's going to be a ton of trickle-down effects, a ton of edge cases, a ton of stuff litigated, a ton of stuff that's going to be have to dealt with by case-by-case -case basis until this clarifies. That's something you actively want to avoid in your IT deployments because you don't want to make one decision of saying, hey, we're going to allow um, people to uh, you know, log in and that login stays active for 90 days. They don't have to re-log in. Um, you don't want that decision to trickle down to create a vulnerability that is unacceptable to the business. So node, gra node um, 
edge, very much graph risk mechanics is an area that we're really weak on. Um, I think um, you know today's announcement in Canada is uh, something that's going to show you at a, at a national scale the consequences of that for better or for worse. Um, make sure that you're uh, making smart and at least reasonably mapped out risk decisions in your IT deployment in your organization because the last thing you want to do is make one decision that you think is for the best and have it have tragic consequences in the background. Anyway, what do you know or what do you think? Uh, let me know online at MarkNCA for those of you in the vlog in the comments down below. Um, and as always, by email me at MarkN.ca. Again, we're not looking for a political discussion around this, uh, the legalization of the substance. We're not looking for your opinion on whether it was the right or wrong. What we're interested in is that, that how do you handle that graph of risk within your organization? We just use that the legalization as a, as a really poignant and um, tangible example um, so let me know. Uh, happy to have this discussion. I think it's really going to be interesting. It's going to be fascinating to see it play out. Um, have a great day, and I will see you on the show tomorrow.